This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 323 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, Streaming Lava Moguls. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are EasySignsOnline.com, Sparkle and Boom, and RidingWarehouse.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I'm Glenda Geek And I'm Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network So now what usually happens when we start the show with Helena and I is I call her and and 99% of the time she's not there for whatever reason. Ah! Today, however, she was there on time and ready to go, but a little out of breath. And why was that, Helena? (laughs) A little out of breath. I'm always a little out of breath. I do come (laughs) sliding into my chair at like 30 seconds before tape time, um, which was really no different this time, only at, at four minutes before tape time. I get up, I'm like, I'm going to need something to drink. So I go to get something to drink and I look out the window and I can always see my horses grazing in the field. And it's actually fairly warm here in New England today. So whenever they can, they're out in that field. They're not there, which is, that's not totally unusual. You know, they could be getting a drink. Sometimes they move around, whatever. But there was just something instinctively that made me say, you have three and a half minutes to go out and see what the heck they're up to. You better get your ass in gear. So I go out to the barn and I come around the corner and there's Brody standing in one of the stalls, just hanging out, doing nothing. I'm like, Brody, what, what, what are you doing? Normally, can they get into the stalls? Yes, they have run outs. They have access to their stalls 24 seven. But I don't see Calypso, the, the older guy. Now he's senior, he's old and, uh, he's, he's quiet and gentle, but let me tell you, this horse loves his grain. Oh. Loves his grain. So I go around the corner and I peek my head into the second stall, which is empty. But the door is ajar. The sliding door into the barn is ajar. So I'm like, all right, he's in the aisle way. Big deal. What's he doing? He might be eating some hay. I've got some hay stacked up in the corner. No, he wasn't just eating hay. I had I forgot that yesterday I bought two bags of grain that I that fell. I was trying to get them into the barn. Now I have a broken wrist, broken right wrist, and the left middle finger on my other hand is broken. So carrying a 50-pound bag of grain is difficult at best. So I I got one grain into the one bag of grain into the tack room, and the other one I must have forgotten and left in the aisle way. Well, he had shredded one corner and was digging his little horsey nose into his grain, <laughs> munching away like nothing was wrong, like this is where he should be. Now, he'd only gotten a tiny hole open and was, you know, barely into it. So crisis was averted. But, you know, he was like, what's up? Thanks for leaving me this convenient bag of grain. I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> had he eaten like, a lot of it? Oh, my God. No, he oh. like I said, he only got a little hole in it and maybe he got, you know, Three or four cups full. He ripped his way into that bag, though, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. Now, Brody would have been like, oh, what's this? A plastic bag? Oh, how nice. I think there's grain in there. I don't know how to get in there. Right. But Calypso, being 127 years old, was like, I know how to get in there. He's ripped into bags of grain before. He knows. Yeah. He's experienced. Oh, my God. But the demeanor, it's just so funny. Like, you know, he looks at you as if to say... Well, you know, I was kind of hoping I'd get halfway through this bag right, before you realized <laughs> we were up to no good, but all right, I get it. So he's okay. He hasn't He's uh, fine. He's not out yeah. there rolling or anything. No, okay. no, no. He's right. fine and I can I can see them now and he literally had maybe four cups of 
four people cups of grain, nothing too big. Well, and he gets he gets a lot of grain because he is a senior horse. Oh, okay. um, so he's going to get a so reduced dinner tonight. Uh, he gets he didn't even have that much, but yeah, I'll just <laughs> I'll give him a I'll give him a few handfuls less tonight. <laughs> Four minutes before I have We've to record. All been That's there. how stuff happens. We've all been there. When you are when you're just get dressed up to go out to dinner or you're going to a party or you need to go to a wedding, and you that's when that happens. And you're all dressed up, and then the horse slobbers on you. Oh, and, yeah. And then you have to change, and you don't have a spare. You know, it's just that's when it happens. It's absolutely yep. when it happens. <laughs> yep. It, it's, it never fails. That's uh, the sign of a true horse person. The woman or, or man, the woman who runs out to the barn in her high heels because she, she needs to throw an extra flake of hay or check the locks or, you know. And, and the funny thing is, is I'm always double checking my locks and I, I can't say I never because I missed it this time, but I never really leave grain or anything like that that can be just because my old horse, Pie, used to be able to open doors. He'd let himself out. He would let his friends out. We had to put brass snaps on everything. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So I, I know better. But clearly, I had a lapse in knowledge. I remember he was even trying to open the brass snaps. He was. Yes, he was. He got that. one. He got one, that little bugger. <laughs> I know. Bless his heart. Next, you so, were going to need wire ties. You were just going to have to tie them shut and oh cut God. them each time. Well, uh, we have a good show planned for you today. We have a lot of guests coming up again this week. We have Liz Ireland from a new website. new to us. That is fairly new, actually. It's yeah. called Stream Horse TV, and it solves a problem that uh, that I have had, and that's how I came across it, I think, was looking to, for a solution to that problem, and we'll talk about that. We have Erin Gilmore, who's an old friend of the Horse Radio Network, been on our shows many times, and she is a freelance reporter and also editor at Horse and Style magazine. And she went to Iceland for two weeks to ride horses through Iceland. So she's going to tell us what that was like. I can't wait to hear about that. And then uh, we have our... our uh, Riding Warehouse Tack and Habit segment today, and we have Justin from Total Saddle Fit about the shoulder relief girth. And it might be the first time a lot of you are hearing about this, but uh, some of our hosts on the on the Horse Radio Network, including our eventing and dressage hosts, use this girth every day and absolutely love it. So we'll talk to Justin about that later on in the show. But let's get started first, right after this word from EasySignsOnline.com. With Liz Ireland, she's coming to us to talk about Stream Horse TV. And Stream Horse TV is sort of like a TV guide for where to find all those things that are streaming online, all the shows and things like that. And I've wanted to watch shows before. I like say, oh, is there anything horsey on today, you know, that might be doing live streaming? But how do you find that, right? So she actually does all the hard work, finds it, and puts it in a listing that's very easy to read. So you can go on there and go, oh, I can watch Arabians today. I can watch Jumping today. I can watch something out of uh, Yugoslavia today. And she has it all listed there. So we're going to talk to Liz right after this work. Easy signs on. This week's EasySignsOnline.com Spotlight product is their New England Style Farm Signs, their most popular line of signs. New England Style Farm Signs are very durable and designed for long-term outdoor use with no maintenance required, no wood to rot, and no paint to peel. They will outlast the old-style painted wood signs by many, many years. They are available in many sizes, shapes, and styles, which makes them the perfect sign for any farm or business. Go online today and go through the EasySignsOnline.com easy step-by-step ordering process to see all the prices and options available. They also offer free, no-obligation sign proofs on all New England-style signs. And you get free shipping as well on all New England-style signs. So replace your old worn-out sign and make a great first impression with a new farm sign from EasySignsOnline.com. And the holidays are right around the corner, so it's a terrific gift idea. I can't think of a better one. Visit EasySignsOnline.com. Well, hi, Liz. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I was looking around. I don't know where I found you on Facebook or somewhere. Somebody posted a link to it, and I went, well, it's Stream Horse TV. I'd never heard of it. So I went over to streamhorsetv.com, and I went, 
This is what I've been looking for, okay. especially yeah. in our business. You know, you're always looking to tell people when they can find things online, then when they can watch live things online. And I just never knew there was a source like yours. Well, that was actually what gave me the idea. I mean, honestly, I started this company completely by accident. What happened was I was looking for the same thing. And I finally thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself and just kind of see. So I did like the worst possible HTML 101 for dummies kind of little table. And I threw it up online for a select group of my Twitter friends and one of them was, I have to give him credit, Andrew Minnick from the Yousef Network. Oh, yeah. And he DM'd yeah. me and he was like, you have got to get this into a serious website because we've been looking for something like this. The whole industry needs it. So I was like, well, okay. The Federation just told me to do it. I guess I better had. <laughs> Did <laughs> so you say to the Federation, and you're going to fund it, right? And uh... I wish I would have thought it the <laughs> yeah. same, but of course I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's... You know what, though? Honestly, I think we like keeping our autonomy a little bit more because, you know, I mean, obviously the USF Network is the Mac daddy of all live streamers in the USA, but there's plenty of others out there, and every so often we do need to kind of ski off piste from the Federation, so... You know, and in fact, I've been doing that today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm looking at uh, what, you know, the website is very simple, easy, laid out. You can go there. I just clicked on events and it tells me to give people an idea. It tells me that Penn National's going on right now. October, or actually what went on, just finished, not too long. Right. Yeah, just finished. And that was October 9th through the 18th, but they could have watched the live stream. And that's something that, you know, you uh, if you're in, in that area or really into jumping or th- that kind of thing, you would know about Penn National, but otherwise you might not. And you you would tune in here, and you would never know about it had, had you not looked at this. Like the Morgan Grand National. Um, right, exactly. Well, see, that's what differentiates us from all the other people. I mean, you know, there's certain, there are disciplinary related sites that do just that discipline. And we're really trying to be like the USEF is. We're trying to be multidisciplinary. We're trying to have everything that everybody might want. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what makes it different is nobody else has really tried to do that. And I mean, it might be breaking my back behind you know behind closed doors, but we're getting. But it it's done. <laughs> it's fun work as as this kind of stuff happens by accident. You know, these are these are the happy accidents. We somehow find ourselves completely immersed in these this hard work behind closed doors, but we also find ourselves extraordinarily happy doing that hard work. Oh no but, doubt, yeah. I mean, I've made some awesome friends already, and I mean, I'm just yeah, I'm having a huge time. I really am. <laughs> now you're not actually doing the streaming. You're sort of consolidating. What's already right, out exactly. There. We sort of, you know, we have to. We can't put this in print for copyright reasons, but we're, we try to be the TV guide of horse show live streams. Right. Okay. For all the English disciplines, and I mean, way further on down the road, we might get into some embedding, but I'm not real sure that that's in our future because mainly, a lot of times, if you've got like a lower end website and you try to embed, it really kills the live stream stone dead. Yeah. And we just I'm not going to mention which horse show last week, but I mean, even they were like saying, look, go to our video provider because we can't serve you on this website. And it was just like, yeah, we understand why. <laughs> well, you know, you don't really need to. You really are like the TV guy. TV guy doesn't stream the shows on its website. You know, right. it, it, you, know you truly are like the TV guide. Uh, right, exactly. I mean, the, the, thing, the cool thing about having them all on one page, too, is that people can watch on their cells and their little you know, tablets and whatnot. And they don't have to be constantly switching back and forth between horse show websites. If they want to watch a little bit on the USF network and a little bit from Germany or whatever, all those links are all on one page. So they just go pop, pop, and then hit the back button and pop again, and they can switch to wherever they want to go. Which is good because there are more and more live streams coming up all the time. Yeah, there is- are. You know, once the horse, somebody in the horse world gets on the bandwagon, it's like... Look out. <laughs> we mean, yes, we yeah, need definitely. a bigger wagon because yeah, it's true. Yeah, they keep yeah. popping up. Yeah. That was one of the things that really amused me. Like the first couple of weeks that we were in business, um, you know, stuff that we were doing just instantly started popping up on other websites. Everybody was copying what we were doing. And I mean, you know, and some of these were like really big horse shows and really big horse show management companies. And I was like, whoa, you know, I guess we went from little mice to playing with the tigers. This is strange. <laughs> <laughs> I like your the way you have it. Uh, the way you have the chart built here, it, it, because you can sort by date, you can sort 
sort by who it's presented by. So if you want to see all the USEF or FEI stuff together, you can. Cost, and I like that you put that in there, which ones are free and which ones have a subscription. Um, oh, yeah. You know, all of that, you can sort by all of those different things, and it really makes it nice. You can sort by nice. discipline, too, yeah. If, yeah. Yeah, just use the two-letter USEF um, abbreviations for the disciplines, and you can search, like, EV for eventing, pull up all the 3D eventing stuff if you want. You do have, uh, I mean, you have the Arabians on here. Uh, there's a lot Saddlebreds of starting Saddlebreds. this afternoon. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So yeah, I mean, there's there's more shows going on than I thought. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, And there are, there are there are more honestly than I can find, um, because I mean I got the FEI list from you know international and I nearly fainted. I mean there's just there's so many, and if you don't speak Czech, you're kind of in trouble. If you're looking like well right now I'm looking for the website for the Hungary thing that's coming up. I mean there's like this big dressage driving jumping thing over in Hungary. Can't find the website, <laughs> so I don't know if they're live streaming or not. But I feel like they did last year, so I need to keep hunting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now you know what my day and night look like, pretty much. All the time. Oh, there's one you... coming. Up, uh, there's one uh, real quick. There's one coming up that I really want to watch, and that's the Royal Winter Fair. Oh uh, yes, yeah. We've talked about great... that on the show here, Helena. Remember up in Canada? Yeah, and it's it's a huge deal up there. I know. Oh, yeah. I well, I mean, down know. here it was too. I mean, down here uh, the Royal was like the culmination of indoors back in the day. You know, the trajectory was you'd go to Pennsylvania, then you'd go north to New York for Madison Square Garden, and then you'd go north again to Toronto for the Royal, and that was like the end of indoors. And this was before Wellington and all that. The winter circuits and stuff got going. But that was that was uh, I, my understanding. I never went to the Royal, but my understanding was that it was kind of party central because everybody knew they were going on vacation after that. <laughs> I'm actually reading the, the copy on your, your front page. Um, oh, gotcha. There's every horse show we can find that has a live stream. So who do you – I don't want to give away your, you know, the big secrets behind this, but um, so you close the doors, you know, you and you get to work at finding all of these streams. Do you, well, first of all, let me back up for a second. How long have you been doing this? We started at the very end of June, like we launched June 29th or something. Okay. So we haven't even done a full show season yet. But you, so how does it, is it difficult to reach out to these organizations to find the right person to get to the stream? Or yes. is it really just a matter of doing most of the work on your own? Do you, do you have to deal with people? Because that's it's, always kind of hairy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's probably 50-50. I mean, I'll, I'll try to find the show dates on my own, and then if I have to and they don't already have it on their site, I'll, you know, call or email the show managers and say, hey, look, are you planning to live stream this this year, you know? Oh, my God. How the heck do you come up with the Moscow Arabian Cup? <laughs> I mean, in, in Moscow. I, th- well, that- they actually, the, the Arabian people have, like, almost their own little live streaming company, that Arabian Horse Global thing that presents absolutely everything that, that the Arabians do. Because, you know, I mean, that's, that's a big money crowd, the Arabian Yeah, 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 yeah. So they can they afford to have like, pretty much their, it's like their own little mini Yousef network. So, yeah, I mean, and they schedule stuff months in advance, all their live streams, because it's all the same crew. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at uh, the second page here, all in November. We've got Moscow, we have Qatar, uh, Gutter, however you say it. We got Cutter. Germany, we got Austria, Netherlands. I mean, they're just feeds from all over the world here. Yeah, there really are. And that's, that's the most fun thing. I mean, I, I honestly, when I started the company, I had no idea that there were this many. And more keep popping up all the time, and that's great. <laughs> Any, uh, I know you're going to shoot me for asking this, but uh, any plans to take, take on the Western world, which will quadruple this? You know what? Somebody else is already doing that. Are there? Okay. Yeah, they are. And I, honestly, I can't remember the name of the site, but when I was researching right before we went live, I found this one site that had pretty much all the Western stuff. And I was like, you know what? We're not going to go there. So and, that and was kind of my excuse. That that somebody else is already oh, doing that. Oh, so Liz, 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 Liz. <laughs> Do you think Google said that when they got into the search engine industry? <laughs> Come on. You know, you rock the world of live streaming English hunt seat. You, you know, it's you just kind of roll into the Western world and take it over. Who knows? You could acquire it. It could be a hostile takeover. <gasps> oh, we could Ooh. do that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> they could take you know, us the horse world doesn't have ride. enough drama. <laughs> 
And, you know, your list would quadruple because there's a ton of those. And they all seem to be live streaming now on the Western side. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. they pretty much do. Yeah, I think the AQHA is another one that really... Well, you've got to understand that world, too. Yeah. you got to... That's a whole... That is a whole different world. Yeah, it's whole, it is a whole different language. world. And that's the yeah. other thing is I think that we were kind of wanting to stay in the side of things that we sort of know about, you know... You I sound like, like a jumper person. Well, actually, Hunter's jumpers and saddle seat, believe it or okay. not. Yeah, I started out riding saddle seats, so I still have a fondness for the old shaky tails. I'll be tuning into that one this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great. It's called StreamHorseTV.com. Put it, you know, definitely bookmark it. Put it in your browser because it's something that if you're going, ah, you know, I'd like to watch something horsey today or this weekend or whenever, there was really been no other good place to find where the live streams are. Unless you knew about them, you wouldn't go. You necessarily watch the Morgan Grand National at the Oklahoma State Fairground, you know. Uh, but you, if you come here and see it's there, you might just turn it on for a little while. It's perfect. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've I've definitely watched stuff that I would have never watched. Now that I have it, like the, coming up, uh, uh, or actually just finished was the New England Equitation Championships. That was awesome. Yeah, that was really good. I think yeah, I could only watch about two two classes of that. It's sort of for me like dressage. You know what's funny is the et kids are the ones that are really really using this website. Really? So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why Yousef Network went with that too. I mean, they're they're the young kids are the ones that are really blowing this site up. So, huh. yeah. Anytime there's equitation, we're on it. <laughs> well, and of course, what, your, your big stream right now, your big live stream all over the country will be the Washington Internationals going on right now. Right, so. exactly. Yeah, and, everybody's yeah. watching that, of course. Yep, the big. And I'm actually watching the Royal West from Canada, which is another one that I was completely unfamiliar with. And that's, that's going on right now, too. Isn't that weird? This is just so much. There's so many, and they just keep popping up all the time. And every so often, you'll get like the last-minute ones. I just found out today about one down in Mexico that's doing show jumping. And it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so happy show managers, we... if you have a horse show live stream and we don't know about it, please find us on Twitter or Facebook. Or did you have the, the World Percheron Congress? Yes, we did. Because we were and there. And we had somebody sending us photos. Actually, the videographer is like a pal at this point. So he was, he was sending us all kinds of stuff from there. Yeah, we were up at that. It was a lot of fun. Oh, cool. But I knew they were doing the live stream because all our listeners were watching us. So. Yep, <laughs> yep. You know? I didn't know. Oh, man, was I picking my nose? I probably was. <laughs> my butt wedgie live stream. See, that's the problem now. We're going to be, we're not on TV anymore. We're going to be on the internet live. That's right. That's right. In motion. In oh, person. Yeah, exactly. Yep. TV Everybody's going to be watching everything now. Yeah. Oh, my I mean, God. I need to get a wig. Sad. Yeah, it's sad but true, but TV as TV's days as an influencer are completely over at this point. I don't even watch TV anymore. Yeah. I, I haven't watched TV in like two years. Yeah. And there, was recent, there was a statistic that came out just yesterday, I think, that millennials, something like 65% of them don't watch TV. And, They're watching you know, everything the, online. Yeah. 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 The horse show industry being a young person's sport, you know, probably need to start thinking about how you're going to maximize those live streams yeah my opinion well you started it didn't you you're already yeah. on that boat and one of the ways you can do that is by helping fund streamhorsetv.com by that's contacting exactly right. liz yeah that's exactly right now i do need to make it clear that the listings are always free right it's not in our best interest to charge for that no i was our, just busting you know, your we, chops we want reach we want you know every horse show everywhere to call us up and say hey you know we got a live stream coming up you know put us put us on your calendar so that's always free but yeah definitely and these things always end up uh, starting as you know it just sort of happened but it ends up it always is a lot of work and, it is a lot of yeah. work and i'm really really blessed that you know i've got really supportive bosses in the legal field and i've got my business partner it was a big name accountant for a fortune 500 company so you know going in it was a huge shock to go from like zero hits on the website to 43,000 the first week which is what happened Holy but cow. yeah I, oh it was nuts it was truly nuts and i thought i was going to have a nervous breakdown but luckily, I've got the, you know, the people in place behind me that were going, don't worry about it, we'll get this fixed. But now, right now, we're all about controlled growth. We don't want any more of those nasty surprises like that. <laughs> no, you know, they're nice surprises, but not nice surprises. Oh, yeah, I mean, and it was time. both. I mean, it, it, it was like, a, you know, an it was like a, like electricity. It'll either, you know, be a cattle prod or it'll electrocute you to death. You know, it's just, oh, my God. <laughs> 
We know. Well, thank you so much for being on, and we appreciate uh, we appreciate all the effort that you put in for all of us. Oh well, yeah, you you've so got much. a new fan for sure. Yeah, definitely come back and visit anytime. Streamhorsetv.com. <laughs> Sparkle & Boom is a new media marketing company. Our mission is to help small businesses add some sparkle to their marketing in order to get some boom in their bottom line. Our creativity, combined with an extensive background in the equestrian industry, makes us perfectly suited to help your business capture the potential of social media and the ever-changing World Wide Web. Visit us online at www.sparkleandboom.com. Our next guest is Erin Gilmore. As Glenn mentioned, she is the editor at one of my favorite publications, Horse and Style Magazine. And she's going to talk to us about her recent trip to Iceland, where she, among other things, rode through lava moguls. You Let's know, hear from Erin. You, know, you know, before we get to her, you know how they say they're a renaissance men, you know? Yes. You know what I mean by that? I do. Erin's a renaissance girl. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm making it a thing. She's a renaissance girl. That's what, she's always traveling, always doing cool stuff. I just, I admire her. Aw. Renaissance A girl, girl after your own heart. Okay. So we're going to hear about what makes Erin such a great renaissance girl and how she made it through those lava moguls. Well, hi, Erin. Welcome back. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, uh, where are you at now, by the way? I know you're in the car stuck in traffic somewhere. I am. I'm in Los Angeles, and I'm on the way to San Diego, where the Del Mar International Horse Show is going on this weekend. There's a World Cup Qualifier Grand Prix that I'm going to cover and photograph, so I'm pretty excited. You know, everybody, I think, knows exactly where you're stuck in traffic then. that the, Everybody that's been in California has been on that road sitting still. So, Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, probably, people probably get a lot of work done on their commutes, yes. too, and right. from yeah. the office. Yeah, actually, I, I do. I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More work done on the uh, California freeways than in the offices. When you're going right. two miles an hour, it's pretty safe to get work done while you're uh, <laughs> while you're driving. Now, tell yeah. us, well, the reason we had you on is you got an opportunity to take, really, a trip of a lifetime. And, t and you, you know, we, we mentioned that you're the editor for Horse and Style magazine, and I assume that's why you took the trip, was to write the article that, that we'll talk about. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly the reason. Um, I was very lucky to be invited by Riding Iceland. Uh, it's a touring company in Iceland to go and ride around the country for two whole weeks in uh, August, and it was just simply amazing. I've ridden horses my entire life. I've, I used to ride for sales barns and ridden hunter jumpers and polo horses, but this was by far the most breathtaking and also just simply harrowing riding I've ever done before. They just go fast over all types of footing, and we did that for seven, eight hours a day for two weeks straight. Wow. Holy cow. So these yeah. are hardy little horses. <laughs> they are. They're, the Icelandic horse is the only horse in the world, um, or the only country in the world that only has one breed of horse on the island. The Icelandic horse has really evolved purely, and they are the most tough little horses. They are sure-footed. They're gated. They have a, um, a gate called a tolt. They're really comfortable to ride. I was a little bit worried, even though I, I ride a lot. Like, if you think about it, eight hours in the saddle a day, anyone's going to think... I don't know, that might be too much. But these horses were amazing. They were so comfortable to ride. You rode at least two horses per day. And um, the extra horses ran loose with us the whole time. So we got to play cowboy. <laughs> God, that's awesome. Well, now they're little. Yeah. I met you before. You're pretty tall. So did you feel tall on them? No, I didn't. And, you know, Icelandic men are tall. They, all the men with us were six feet or taller. And they, they didn't look particularly tall. They certainly didn't feel too big for these horses. Some of the ones I rode were small. They would measure a small pony. But they just are, it's hard to describe. It's a different kind of horse. They're, they're really handy. They're really fast. And like I said, I could be going down a mountainside with loose rock on the path, and the path was so skinny I could barely see it, at a full pulse, and these horses made me feel safe. It was really, really remarkable. 
Do they wear do they wear shoes or do they go barefoot? They all they wore shoes, all four. And yeah. so they lost one, you would switch off off the horse and they would fix the shoe right there. Huh. So typically how many uh horses and riders were in your group on any given day? Uh we did two weeks and the first week was small. We had about fifteen riders between guides and uh and us and the second week was big. We had about twenty five thirty. So then the loose horses were up in numbers, depending on the riders. We had about 60 loose horses with us the <laughs> second week. The first week, we had about 20. So you were just riding with, with the herd the whole time. That's something that very few people ever get to experience, isn't it? It is. And you know what? I, I also feel after being there that it's not that far away. It's only a four-hour flight from Boston. And, <laughs> I knew this was know, coming. Like, it, it really, I mean, yes, when I was there on the edge of the world and they were pointing over towards where Greenland was and saying, you know, oh, so many, so many miles away to Greenland. Yeah, you feel like you're very, very remote and you're just somewhere that not a lot of people go. But um, at the same time, we want to go back. I brought my coworker, who is a photographer, Christina Parker, and uh, her and I, we want to go back next year. We had so much fun. We made friends with the the guys, we decided which horses we want to go back and take home. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it that surprised you about Greenland? Iceland. Um, what surprised me about, uh, about Iceland? I'm sorry, yes. That the, that the cold didn't bother me as much as I was afraid it would, because it was very cold, and I am a wimp, and I avoid winter. Yeah, you're a Florida um, girl. I'm totally Florida, California. I just chase summer wherever I go. So everyone said to me, oh, you're just going to, you're going to be miserable. It's going to be so cold. And it was cold. I wore, you know, three, four layers of, of breeches and pants every single day. But just for what we were doing and where we were, it was so amazing. It was the cold didn't matter. Now, did you do, isn't Iceland the place where they have those hot springs, um, it is, yes. Uh-huh, we did that. Yep, I went to the Blue Lagoon. Uh, how can you not, right? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. <laughs> it was warm. <laughs> it was, like, and it we're, was warm. <laughs> it was warm there. <laughs> did you feel like you were working or like you were on vacation? I was definitely working. I definitely was a little tied to my computer. I looked for the Wi-Fi wherever I could, and we were really focused on the photos we wanted to get. And... Uh, and the story I, I wanted to write, it was actually one of the hardest stories I've written just because every single day something amazing would happen. And for 14 days, you know, you can only fit so much into one story. So um, it was it was a really fun challenge. I mean, my work never really feels like nine to five work. But um, when I go back next year and it's when, not if, I'm definitely going to leave my computer at home. <laughs> <laughs> Now you, that says a lot. Yeah. That says a lot. Did yeah. you feel a little bit like Darlie Newman from Equitrekking? Uh, I felt like I could definitely do her job if she wants to offer me you know, <laughs> a, a co- co-hosting position. Or, I'm just going to throw that out there. I talked to her <laughs> yesterday. I definitely hang that. <laughs> she was on Horses in the Morning yesterday, and, and you know she does have the job that every horse girl in the world wants. Uh, right, yeah. right. <laughs> you, you, you know what? Erin's yeah, coming I, I, up I crying right behind her. <laughs> right. Behind her. So what, what, were the pe- what were the people like that you were riding with? Were they mostly Americans? Were they Icelandic people? What, what they type, were how did not. They, uh, we were in the minority as Americans. Uh, the, the other riders on the tour were from countries from Finland, France, uh, Canada, Germany, all kinds of countries, and the the, the guides, there was at least uh, three or four of them. And, um, Icelandic people are very straightforward. Like you get the feeling that they just live a life where um, things are on a different sort of basic level. And at first you think, oh, do these people even like us? Do they Are they going to smile? Do they want us to just like go away? But by the end, they're singing, we're best friends with them, they're so great. They really opened up, and uh, it was it was really just wonderful. We're in touch with with them still. Um, we've been sending them pictures, and um, one of the guys' wives is knitting us sweaters, Icelandic sweaters. So we're really excited about that. But uh, really, really great people who care about their horses. Ah, that now, I, I, I like have to, to ask about the food because I always ask about the food. I'm not much for seafood <laughs> or fish. Am I stuck? I have to bring my own my own uh, food along. 
the food the food was the food was good it was it was basic okay like amish basic was, like paris uh, basic amish basic amish basic maybe i mean okay well you do have porridge every day but you really want the porridge in the morning because you're going to go ride for eight hours we would pack our own lunches like a turkey sandwich um dinner was fish stew or fish or grilled fish or you know fish like, yeah, I I definitely have to bring some beef along. I'd have to pack some hamburger or something. Well, there was there was also lamb. The lamb was very good, uh, and it was it was different, but it was all really good. And and at the end of the day, you just want to eat something, um, and it wasn't it wasn't hard. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing weird. There was none of that. Uh, there was nothing that we came across where we said, "Oh my God, we can't eat this." Everything was, right. was good. And everything you was weren't, included. You weren't too. served like sautéed newt or anything like that? Or... No, no, although that would have been interesting. But uh, no, no. So you didn't, it was, it was you didn't meet Bourdain along the way. He wasn't doing a show and uh, eating food uh, on your same trip. No, we no. went to a very nice restaurant when we first got to the capital um, the first day, which I still can't pronounce. I'm sorry, Reykjavik. Um <laughs> Very good food and also extremely expensive. The country is an expensive country just because of its location. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hanging out in the city was was really fun too, but uh, definitely not for the faint of heart. But once we were on the tour, um, and they flew us to different parts of the country on the smallest planes I've ever been on in my life <laughs> uh, through airports that were like train stations, that was an experience in and of itself. But once we were there, we were totally taken care of. So was there at any point riding or on the planes or anything where you were, like, scared? Uh, the riding, it was very advanced, very, very advanced riding where I just sometimes said, okay, I'm just going to have balance and not get in this horse's way because this horse has done this before, and I may be galloping across a field of lava moguls, but apparently the horse can do this, so I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> lava moguls. There we have the title you... of the show. Yeah, lava moguls. So this is coming from a girl who used to ski moguls. I don't think I want to ride yeah, moguls. That's, that's how I. That's the best way to describe some of the terrain. But it was. I mean, it was so interesting just to, to see these horses and how they've adapted, and how they interact with each other, and they just are sensible, great, wonderful horses. Hmm. How long did it take you to develop the trust in, in the horses that you were on? You said you felt very safe. It, did did that kind of happen within the first hour, or did it take you a couple of days of riding yeah. before you figured that out? I, I think that depends on the type of rider you are, you know, because you can sit and, and be scared and fight with the horse and make the situation worse. Um, but I'm not that type of rider, and if I'm in a situation like that and the horses I know are experienced in this, I'm, I'm just going to let the horse tell me. You know, what's the best way to go? I feel like the more I got to know the horse, the more I would worry, and then the more I would try and get in their way. So it's almost at the beginning was a little a little bit easier, even though the riding we were doing was we were looking at each other the whole time going, oh, my God, are we going to gallop up this mountainside right now? Is this really happening, or are we going on the road? Is that bus going to stop? And so <laughs> it was... It was interesting. Kind of sounds like hunting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But in that country that, you know, the country, speaking of Los Angeles, is a, the whole country population is a fraction of the population of Los Angeles. Um, and people know. They see a herd of 60 horses jack them on a road, which happens a lot. They just stop the car and they, they wait till you pass. They give you a little wave okay. and it's like part, part of their day. Um, tourists would take pictures of us, but it was it was great. It was it was a once in a lifetime experience, but it was so amazing. It's one of those things that I think that three riders should just fun. Well, Aaron, where can people find the articles and the pictures? You got to go see the pictures. Yeah, yeah I, I did some blogs online at stylematic.com during the trip in our travel section, and the print magazine is out right now with the bigger long form story, and it can be read online. You can subscribe online, and it's also and you were breaking up a little bit. It's, it's horseandstylemag.com, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. 
orsonstylemag.com. Lots of good things over there, not just Iceland, but uh, lots of neat stuff. And, and they have uh, the website, and also you can subscribe to the to the magazine as well. Horse and Style Mag. Where's that out of, by the way? Where are they located? It's out of Northern California. Okay, cool. Very Excellent. good. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Aaron. Keep in touch, will you? And let us know about all your different fun things and the travels yeah, you're getting up to. <laughs> That was that was a high plan, but I will if I get if I get into anything else. It's exciting. <laughs> Let me sure. know. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, Aaron. you know Thanks what? You know what? Darley won an Emmy. You're going to be up soon. Okay. Well, at least I've got something to aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Fiona Crawford here, and I'm an official Horse Radio Network auditor. I'm a horse photographer based in the UK, and when I'm editing my images, I listen to the vast selection of great programmes provided by the Horse Radio Network. Both informative and really entertaining, I think it's worth a few dollars or pounds of anyone's money. Just go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner, and for as little as a dollar a month, you too could become an official Horse Radio Network auditor. This Tack and Habit segment is brought to you by RidingWarehouse.com. Well, coming up today on the Tack and Habit segment, we have Justin from Total Saddle Fit with the shoulder relief girth. And let's talk, find out all about that. Well, hi, Justin. Welcome to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Well, thank you. It's great to be on with the two of you. Well, you've been on the dressage show and done some saddle fitting tips and things like that. This is a little bit different. We're, we talk strictly about product and try and uh, bring products to people that they may not have heard of before. And uh, you have one that at, uh, I can tell the listeners that Reese and <laughs> Philip from the hosts of the dressage radio show uh, absolutely love this thing. They use it on their horses every day when they ride, and that is the shoulder relief girth. So tell us about it, Justin. Well, in short, the shoulder relief girth is a girth that we designed specifically to help with saddle fit. So, you know, there's a million girths out there, so that's obviously not a new concept, attaching a saddle to a horse. But what we've done with this one is change the shape to a really unique design where it allows the girth to fit in the horse's natural girth groove. Mm. But the sides of the girth girth are cut back um, by about two inches, which allows the billet line of the saddle to attach to the horse, you know, to wrap around the horse's body a little bit further back, that makes the billet line of the saddle more perpendicular to the ground. And it keeps, it keeps the saddle from either sliding up over the horse's shoulders or digging in behind the horse's shoulders. It, uh, it just gives them much better range of motion. And then as an ancillary benefit, due to the cutback design, it also gives their elbows more clearance when they're moving. I'll tell you, this is such, I am so excited right now because as Glenn had mentioned, I have not seen this until now. I'm one of those people who girths up her horse slowly but surely and is constantly, constantly micro-adjusting to try and find that place that just intuitively feels right. You know what I mean? You, you, you girth up and then you step back and you kind of look at your entire package and you go, no, it's going to pull down into his shoulder. It's going to pinch. It's just not right. And, you know, and so I'm constantly micro-adjusting and I never feel like I've gotten the girth in the saddle in exactly the, that sweet spot. So this is yeah, really and that's exciting. that's a really good point. Well, thank you. And that's a really good point which, that you bring up, which is worth mentioning that, you know, what we've heard a handful of times, questions are, well, why don't you just put the saddle where it's supposed to be and then we don't need a shoulder relief girth. And now, while that is a great idea in theory, the trouble is, like you're talking about with the micro-adjusting, the saddle, even if you put it in the exact right spot, it's always going to shift around and find that sort of natural position where it wants to rest sort of the position of least resistance on a horse's back. Yeah. Now, that might not always be the right place, it's a, depending on the horse's top line or the, the girth groove or the ang- and the angle of the billet. That can be up over the shoulders. It can be all over the place. So even if you set it in the right place or finally find that perfect little sweet spot where you want the saddle to be, if you don't have the right setup and the, and the girth isn't right for the horse, then next thing you know, five minutes from now, it'll be in a totally incorrect position. So I tend to like the the double elastics on each side. Do you, um, how, what do you feel about that? Does that sort of contribute to the overall saddle fit health? I guess for lack of a Yeah. Word. And that's more just, that's more from our standpoint 
about just making sure the horse stays comfortable. Now, from a from a saddle fit standpoint, if we kind of take the girth out of the equation, we could get we could achieve the same saddle fit with or without elastic in terms of keeping it in the right position. Mm-hmm. But the elastic is just nice for comfort, you know, and breathability. It, it, it allows that give. Of course, this is a live animal whose body's you know moving all the time and you know breathing in and out and stuff. So we want to give a little bit of flexibility so that you know a horse doesn't feel pinched or constricted or you know, the saddle never feels like it's being too, uh, you know, too clamped down on them. So it's just a, it really of a comfort issue more than anything else. Sure. Now, Which, we have all kinds of riders we have, you know, that listen to this show. from, uh, and, and I think a lot of them are trail riders that might use an English saddle. What advantage would this girth have for, the, for a trail rider? Now, the beauty of, of the shoulder relief girth is that it pretty much applies, its advantages are applied no matter what kind of riding you're doing. Now, you know, in full disclosure, the majority of our clientele are, uh, you know, competing dressage and jumping riders, but it, they only do that because, you know, it, the sort of competition riders are, you know, typically really want their horses to perform the best they can. But regardless of whether you're trail riding, endurance riding, or competition, you know, riding in shows and stuff, it's going to give your horse's shoulder more freedom to move and just generally make them more comfortable. So anybody who's interested in saddle fit, who wants their horse to be as comfortable as they possibly can, have that freedom of motion, is going to get a benefit from this year. might even be more important for some, the serious trail riders who go out for a day at a time and do the camp trips and stuff because they're actually spending more time on that horse than your dressage rider or your jumper rider. That's a very good point. Yeah, you, yeah I'm, I'm totally with you there. Yeah, that is true. And, you know, when you look at a girth like this and you look at the quality of it, and I've seen them, um, when you look at the quality of it, you would think they were $250 girth, and yours are really, they're 124 bucks. Exactly. Yes, our short girths are 124 Yeah. Um, and that was another sort of element here is because, you know, you find as you, if you, if you get far enough, you know, in, into, into riding and find all the different tack options out there, you can find girths for $500. And, you know, as... As I'm sure, as I'm sure, you know, anybody would love to make make that available in their budget. It's just not realistic. So we wanted to make something that was, of course, you know, really durable and really high quality and aesthetically pleasing. But it, a big, big factor for us was making it accessible for every, you know, for every rider. So if we if we had a girth that was four hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or something, you know, that'd be really hard for a lot of people to make work. But we're able to do it, so yeah, we're in the in the one twenty five range, which makes it actually accessible for people to want to help their horse. It's fabulous. I mean, it's gonna. I'm gonna try it because I'm I'm gonna buy it because it's. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I'm not one. Of, I'm not a competitive rider. I'm a backyard horse owner. We do mostly trail riding. When I can, I get out fox hunting. So, um, that doesn't mean though that the products that I use need to perform any less professionally than a competitive rider. Um, so it does bring this level of quality to the backyard horse owner or the budget minded horse owner, um, who still has, you know, uh, high quality, high uh, standards for, for comfort for their horse. There are people that spend $400 on a saddle pad. So it's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, we were never one of those, but, uh, there, you know, there are a lot of those out there, Uh, (laughs) you know, spending 150 bucks on a girth doesn't see on a really good girth. that's going to last you a long time and going to help your horse. doesn't seem like much at all. It's total saddle fit.com is where you find it. They come in Brown and black. There's all kinds of, or there's tons of different sizes so you can check out all the sizes whether you need to put it on a dressage saddle or a or an all-purpose saddle or jumping saddle whatever you need and you're you you said to us too that are we allowed to mention are we allowed to mention the western might be next year you're absolutely allowed to though i can't i don't have an exact date but we're we're, we're looking at very early 2015 to make a western cinch version of the shoulder relief girth the, the requests have been absolutely through the roof, so we're actually in the uh, testing process right now. And uh, when we wrap that up, we will uh, we'll get one out as soon as we possibly can. Awesome. TotalSaddleFit.com, the shoulder relief girth. This Tack and Habit segment was brought to you by RidingWarehouse.com, your one-stop online tack shop. A huge selection of your favorite products and brands, but also including really unique and hard-to-find items like knee patch and full-seat riding jeans with cargo pockets. 
rigging converters, and a wide variety of bitless bridles. Listeners of the Horse Radio Network can use the coupon code RADIO for 15% off their order this month only, plus free shipping over $50 or $5 for second day air, and a return policy like no other in the business, and that is free returns for one year both ways. You can find it all at ridingwarehouse.com. Give them a chance and save 15%. Use the coupon on code radio at checkout. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week with another show. And you can find Helena at... Helena at sparkleandboom.com. Sparkleandboom.com is where you can find Helena. Of course, you can find all of the shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. And you can find, uh, the easiest place to find us really is on, at our app, which is on iOS or Android. Just get on your phone, go to iOS or Android app store, and search for Horse Radio Network. It also works on your iPad. Are you going to get a new iPad now? The new I don't have an iPad. Oh, we don't I, have, have, I don't have one either. I have, I'm, you know, it's funny for somebody who's been to, in technology for her I entire don't. adult life. I have, I'm so low tech these days. I have one phone which is not even an iPhone. I have a Droid that I love and I have a Mac (laughs) and that's it. I do have um, a PC laptop for testing because I do work in technology, but um, that's it. It's just for, for testing screen sizes and resolutions and fun things like that. But I'm low tech. We've never had an iPad either. And and that might shock people because I am Glenn the geek, but you know why I never wanted to have one? Because I was afraid when I'm sitting watching TV at night and I'm finally done a 12-hour day staring at my computer, that I would bring the iPad along and stare at that. And it's (laughs) like, you know, I don't need to stare at that. I need a break from it. So that's why I never did. It's like, okay, I can do everything I need to do with laptops. I don't need my iPad. So that's why I never did. But there are times I do want one. (laughs) I I want one too. Santa. (laughs) That's true. Thank you to our sponsors, EasySignsOnline.com, Sparkle and Boom, and Riding Warehouse. We'll be back again next week, everybody. Well, Helena, that's it for this week. <laughs> in case you weren't aware, Glenn and I are in the process of making our very ne- our next blooper reel. Um, okay, ready? Well, Helena, Three. that's it for this week. <laughs> no, I still messed it up. Three, two, one. Well, Helena, that's it for this week. That's plenty, Glenn, but there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping.